All right, I think uh, we are live. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome back. I know we took a few weeks off uh, for the holidays. It was busier than I expected, but we're back for episode three of This Week in Privacy. Um, this is our weekly series where we cover the latest updates with what we're working on within the Privacy Guides community, and then some top stories around kind of the privacy and cybersecurity space that we're in in case you missed them. Um, I'm your host, Jonah, and I just want to say before we get started, Happy New Year, everybody. Um, we're uh, privacy. <laughs> Sorry. Privacy Guys is a nonprofit which researches and shares privacy related information um, and facilitates a community on our forum and matrix where people can ask questions and get advice about staying private online and preserving their digital rights. So thank you all for joining us again. Um, really quick with the Privacy Guides related updates from the team. Um, We've been having some issues working on our site lately, uh, specifically with our translations. Um, we have an issue with Crowdin where a recent update on their end has made it difficult for us to download translations from them in the correct format, which wasn't an issue before, but that's why um, we've been posting about some upcoming changes to the site, like in our last This Week in Privacy update, and those changes still aren't live because we're working with Crowdin to get that figured out. Um, so if we don't get that figured out soon, we'll look for alternatives and try and get that working. But it might be a little while longer before we're able to push any changes to the site, but we're still working on things behind the scenes to get the latest stuff out there. Um, other than that, it's just been a pretty slow few weeks. Uh, with the holidays, everyone's been gone um, and we're waiting for that. So no new major updates beyond that. Uh, from us at least. So we'll move on to our privacy news section here. Um, our first story today, uh, more U.S. states are losing access to some adult content websites as the owners of those sites are protesting um, digital age verification requirements that are being introduced. So um, according to 404 Media, rather than try and make its users jump through hoops to view its content, um, the parent company um, of a lot of different adult content sites called ILO uh, blocked users in Montana and North Carolina altogether, as it has in other states with similar legislation. Uh, critics of these laws say that they're too vague to be useful and will only have a chilling effect on porn sites, which do have good moderation practices, while pushing people to use less responsible sites or use virtual private networks to make it seem like they're in a different location. Um, a lot of this age verification news has been ramping up um, in recent weeks, and it's all None of it is very good for privacy. Um, I actually wrote an article about age verification laws in general, kind of in response to this latest news, even though this has been going on a while, because um, age verification is kind of like flying under the radar in the in the privacy community, um, I think. But it's, it's a huge issue that's going to have implications far outside of adult content sites like this um, and could potentially have devastating effects for open source browsers and other things in the same way that DRM has had a bad effect on open source browsers like Firefox, which have to integrate with like proprietary protocols um, like Google Widevine in order to surf content. We could see a similar thing um, for a lot more internet content if this kind of digital device-based age verification comes to pass. So if you're interested in that, you can check it out. But yeah, none of it's, none of it's super good. Um, in more age verification related reporting by 404 Media, uh, Google is apparently paying parents $50 to scan their children's faces. 
Um, doesn't seem great. Google is having parents film their children wearing hats and sunglasses with the collected data to include eyelid shape and skin tone. Google told 404 Media that the collection was part of the company's efforts to verify users' ages. So it seems like there's a lot of different methods being developed right now in place to uh, verify the ages of users rather than just asking them what their age is, and a lot of these seem to be quite privacy invasive. So we'll have to keep an eye on how all of this develops, but that's the latest news from Google there. Um, in other news, political, Politico sorry, reports that Britain is uh, rushing new legislation, which would beef up their existing surveillance laws substantially. Um, Britain's government wants to build on its landmark Investiga Investigatory Powers Act, which is a controversial piece of legislation dubbed the Snoopers Charter by critics when it was introduced back in 2016. Um, using this power, the government could prevent the implementation of new end-to-end -end encryption or stop developers from patching vulnerabilities in code that the government or their partners would like to exploit, um, which is what Meredith Whitaker, the president of Signal, told Politico, Politico when the bill was first unveiled. So, news from Britain. In more uh, legislative news, Mother Jones reports that Section 702 of... Uh, of the Foreign Intelligence and Surveillance Act, or FISA, was quietly renewed um, at the end of last year, which extends it with a short-term extension until 2025. Um, they report that on December 22nd, President Joe Biden signed an $886 billion defense bill that renewed one of the U.S. government's most controversial spy programs. Under Section 702 of FISA, federal investigators do not need a warrant to tap the phone calls, texts, and emails of foreigners outside the country. But a loophole, a loophole in that law also lets them access messages that Americans exchange with targets abroad. Numerous reports have documented the FBI's persistent and widespread misuse of this authority to spy on Americans running unauthorized searches on Black Lives Matter protesters, for instance, or January 6 rioters, and even a U.S. senator. Um, in more news, which should probably surprise nobody, Facebook is tracking all the links that you click. I think this is already common knowledge, but a new setting that they've added to their app lets you view those statistics yourself. Um, Gizmodo reports that Facebook recently rolled out a new link history setting that creates a special repository of all the links you click on in the Facebook mobile app. You can opt out if you're proactive, but the company is pushing link history on users and the data is used for targeted ads. I'd be very surprised if the opting out actually had an effect. It probably just hides what they're tracking from you and they track it in some other way. Um, this comes after related news where um, I think a few months ago they were found to inject JavaScript keyloggers into the in-app browsers of the Facebook and Instagram apps. So <laughs> I think anyone who's watching this is probably already aware that using Facebook apps in this way is definitely not great for your privacy. Um, finally, in our privacy-related news, uh, The Guardian reports that the New York Police Department is facing backlash as it prepares to encrypt their radio communications. Uh, the NYPD is facing serious backlash after announcing additional details about its plan to encrypt its radio communication system, which experts warn will limit transparency and accountability. NYPD radio signals have been publicly accessible since 1932, allowing journalists and civilians to listen to police communications, as reported by Gothamist. The NYPD will now be encrypting its radio channels for the first time ever. Um, obviously, this is a case where transparency in all policing is very important, as 
moving on to security news, um, TechCrunch tech reports that 23andMe told its victims that the data breach is their fault. Um, facing more than 30 lawsuits from victims of its massive data breach, 23andMe is now deflecting the blame to the victims themselves in an attempt to absolve itself from any responsibility. 23andMe said that users negligently recycled and failed to update their passwords following these past security instances, incidents, sorry, which are unrelated to 23andMe. Therefore, the incident was not a result of 23andMe's alleged failure to maintain reasonable security standards, is what their letter read. Um, of course, in that case, the, the fact that 23andMe was able, or allowed rather, these credential stuffing attacks to happen in the first place without anything like reasonable rate limiting or brute force protections probably also played a part in that breach. So I'm not sure if we exactly follow everything that 23andMe is saying here. Um, moving on to news from around our community, uh, something I just wanted to share with you. Uh, Divested Computing Group, uh, which develops privacy and security projects such as Divest OS and Mul Browser in the Android and Linux spaces, hosted a fundraiser uh, this week with a $12,000 goal to fund future development. Um, in the message, uh, the lead developer said that Divest OS and the Divested projects as they currently stand are ultimately unsustainable. Their goal for 2023 is to acquire a grant to continue their work, but they were unsuccessful. So today they're announcing a fundraiser of raising $12,000 by the end of February. Um, it's just something that I wanted to share with you because Divest OS and a lot of their related projects in the Linux and Android spaces like Mull uh, or like the microcode updates for Fedora, that kind of thing, are all super important uh, projects in this space as far as protecting your privacy, especially on older phone hardware that doesn't get support from other custom Android ROMs and that kind of thing because Divest OS goes far and beyond what Lineage OS normally provides as far as having a sandboxed micro-G implementation to having verified boot support. Um, all of that is incredibly helpful for creating um, or for bringing security and privacy and prolonging the lifetime of these older devices. So this is a project that I really, really like. It's one that we recommend on privacy guides for people who have a phone compatible with it. Um, and so if you are watching this and you want to make sure that that project is able to continue, I would highly um, recommend you donate if you have the means because um, I, I just can't overstate the work that they that they do and its importance to this community. Um, that's it for community news though. Uh, we I know we missed a few weeks um, in the blog post for this week. I have some headlines from the holidays which has a couple more stories. Um, about privacy and security that we missed. I won't go over those in detail, but if, if you missed any of them, uh, you can check out our third blog post on our website and click those links. And links to all the stories that we covered uh, in this episode are available there as well. Um, I think that's it, a shorter episode today, but uh, hopefully we'll be back in the swing of things for this new year and we will have more to share with you soon.